right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Good morning, Australia, and a very special warm welcome to those brave men and women of the various police graffiti task forces around the country who are definitely listening to this week's podcast. We trust you enjoyed your weekend. You are listening to the Batuta Advocate News Hour here on Desert Rock FM, recording live from the Koala Sofa Studios here in the heart of our town's UNESCO World Heritage-listed Old City District. As usual, this project has been uploaded to the internet for our listeners outside the channel country as well. I'm Errol Parker. And I'm Clancy Overall. Hello, readers. For those of you in the convict states, we hope your heads aren't hurting too much after last night's State of Origin Game 2 showdown. Always an enjoyable time, win or lose. Where did you watch the match, Errol? I was in the waiting room of the Royal Batuta Hospital Maternity Ward, as you know, Clancy. Wait up, I didn't know that. Uh, my daughter, Stella Clancy, my youngest daughter, who's also, funnily enough, your goddaughter, if you remember. Uh, she gave birth to a baby boy last night. They named him Sebastian, which, uh, which, which kind of irked me because that was the name that I always wanted to give uh, a son of mine if I had one. But, you know, uh, as you know as well, I was only gifted, by the grace of God, two daughters. If you don't mind me asking, who was it with? Uh, you know him too. He's that uh, he's that slack jawed, marginally employed bloke she's been seeing for a while. Uh, known around the traps as Elvis, but his birth name was indeed Colin. Uh, oh, the king, him. Elvis! I didn't know yeah. he. Was, I didn't know he was still on the scene. Yeah, he's still on the scene, and he's been on the scene long enough to give me a bastard grandson, and uh, and he's going to stay on the scene too, Clancy. If he knows what's good for him. Well, all the best to him and her. And the bub, and I guess you as well. Are they living with you? Yeah, you know, like most young people these days, they've shacked up with their parents. We've had to board up the back veranda into some sort of makeshift nursery. You know, it's enough to keep the light frost off this time of year, but by God, it's colder than the Queen's mum's big toe down there in her grave uh, of an early morning when the frost comes down there in the hours before sunrise. The the neighbours, however, say they're, uh, they're nigh on calling docks, they told me this morning, but... I was quick to tell them that all those highly developed socialist leftist nations such as Denmark that we lost to, in my opinion, on Friday night, I think that a draw is a loss. It should be considered a loss in my book. Anyway, countries like Denmark and, and Sweden and Norway and, and... Scandinavia. And Finland, yeah, you know, all those scano blondo countries, they leave their babies out in, in the snow all the time, so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, It'll tough them up, your first boy. Yeah, well, they're the, uh, they're the countries that everyone in the Western Hemisphere always tries to model themselves off, aren't they? You know, like, they're like the friend that you have at school that your mother always compares you to. They're always the good child. They're the ones who never act up like you do. Anyway, they've moved into my place. They've moved into my study. So my novel's gone on hold for the moment. So I'm having to use that as an excuse to not get the second draft off to the editor. And they've also been kind enough to put a few avocados there in the kitchen, which I'm not allowed to touch. Yes, yes. It sounds like an empty nest of point two. It's a very common household in Australia in this current economy. 
Um, yeah, no, good luck. To, good luck. And it's probably a better time than any to recommend that you uh, visit our friends at Koala. They can sort your mattress or a sofa in a couple of hours, Errol. Just visit koala.com. We do have a discount code here for $200 off. That's uh, Struth200, S-T-R-U-T-H, 200, for $200 off your Koala sofa or Koala mattress. I'm, I'm sure uh, you need to get them a bed. I'm of the opinion that uh, a Koala mattress is too good for this bag of shit that is my soon-to-be son-in-law. Anyway, I get chills each morning when, when I come out into the living room and see him sleeping bare-ass on my late great-aunt's futon. You know, my uncle, one of your mentors, actually, he was conceived on that futon. Uh, it's a family heirloom. There's more double helixes of Parker family DNA on that futon than there are strands of hair on the floor of a New Delhi barbershop, Clancy. Gross. That whole, everything you just said was gross. And um, moving on. This, uh, this week's guest is a renegade street artist, muralist, and graffiti artist. He's made headlines right around the country and around the world for his artwork. The Christians don't much like him, Errol, and uh, neither do any of the politicians. His legally grey murals have fired shots at Palaszczuk government officials, Palaszczuk herself, Bill Shorten, Abbott, and George Pell, and that's just the political stuff he's done. Yes, the maniac that is Scotty Marsh is joining us in the studio for an interview. But before we delve into that world of at-risk young men with spray cans jangling around in their backpacks, we should take a moment, Clancy, to discuss the at-risk men with face tattoos. Big, big, big news coming out of the Dolphins this week. Yes, yes, our storied terracotta and Navy footballers, the Batuta Dolphins, have signed a star player from the East as of Sunday. Our first grade side will be graced with the elegant footwork and gap-finding expertise of a troubled city kid. And bear with me here, I think I believe it is Lalesio Prince who's made his way out from uh, one of the cities in, in the east. He's tried his luck in Japan. He's tried his luck in, in Bush League, uh, you know, further east. He's tried it. He, you know, he, he's had a start at several clubs. He's actually um, a bit too much of a live wire. But, you know, as, as the saying goes at the Batuta Dolphins, We'll have him. And, I, and with that, the, the Dolphins are doing actually uh, quite well this season with their little uh, 22-10 win over Baduri on the weekend. We haven't seen a margin like that in some time. Uh, so no, for it has list- been a while, hasn't it? For the, for the listeners outside of town, we should give a little bit of a uh, context about this club and, ju- and just what it means to our town. Now, the origins of the Batuta RLFC Rugby League Football Club date back to 1816 when the first... Northern English convicts made their way to the Diamantina and began living alongside the local indigenous people and the Afghan Camelias. Yes, most of them were from the northern town of Huddersfield, home of the Burgess brothers who found a home down there in Sydney's cosmopolitan Redfern district. It was around that time when Australian Rugby League went from being an infantile game for rugby union mutineers to an institutionalised national pastime, providing opportunities for at-risk and badly behaved young men. Uh, the Batuta Dolphins jersey, which is suitable for both winter and summer months. It's a good, intelligent, smart, breathing wool and cotton blend. Uh, it can be made yours in a matter of working days. Join our humble Western Queensland town as we chase victory in the Channel Country Rugby League this year and look to raise the shield that hasn't sat on the shelves of our clubhouse mantelpiece since 1967, the year after we changed from pounds and pence to dollars and cents. It's been that long. 
Yes, yes. You can uh, you can pick up a player's jersey yourself. Just visit www.batutaoutfitters.com.au. And then follow the links from there. All right, I can see Scotty Marsh there. I'll just have to pull you up there, Clancy. He's waving at me through the glass. Hello, Scotty. All right, for those listeners in the Northern Territory and South Australia, we'll be going to a short ad break before we go to Scott. Please stay tuned for Scotty Marsh. For those local listeners in town and those tuning in around the world via our syndicated radio broadcast in the United Kingdom and the United States, plus our new podcast listeners, there probably won't be an ad. Just, uh, just an awkward pause that the station stitches these two segments together. Well, here we are with Scotty Marsh, uh, arguably Australia's answer to Banksy, Australia's answer to Warhol, if Warhol had um, a habit of taking his work outdoors and evading uh, authorities while he painted it. Uh, we are here with Scotty Marsh, mural artist, graffiti extraordinaire. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming down, Scotty. No problem. He's just been putting up a few panels on a few silos out in the back country, so uh, it was good that we could catch this nationwide uh, graffiti vandal, I guess, but also, uh, you know, uh, iconic mural artist who's you've put up a number of walls around the country, um, made a lot of headlines of late. He actually did one uh, for us, didn't he, Errol? Yeah, he did do one of us uh, a while back, didn't he? Up in Brisbane in Fortitude Valley. Ah, the- oh, yeah, that one, yeah, when you painted over that, uh, that fucking lister. Yeah, yeah, that one. I didn't get to finish it, unfortunately. The Queensland Jacks came and shut yeah. Me so, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. That particular war you did in Brisbane uh, was an article of ours. I mean, you you pretty much got all the way there. Uh, you what? You were on the finishing touches when the when the police pulled up, and it yeah. was probably because Palaszczuk, uh, Nanastasia, the Premier of Queensland, had sent had sent the um, the fuzz down there to stop you. Yeah, well, it was funny because I was there for five days writing all the texts for like Bart Simpson on the blackboard. Article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Entire article. Just like a, a whole lot of fun because mm. um, you write it in chalk first and then you write it with paint. So I got to write it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the second I started painting Anastasia within an hour, the jokes really? were down there, yeah, which is so, kind of interesting. It's so, almost like Joe's back. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Joe's running the show again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protesters will be arrested or shot. Now, you started in graffiti, putting up panels, I guess you could say. Uh, yep. Trains? Uh, yeah, so my background, I guess, is in traditional graffiti, you'd call it. Painting trains, doing illegal stuff that the guy that a current affair likes to blow up about every six months. Yeah. Bloody taxpayer dollars. <laughs> rudder, rudder. So, yeah, I, I, was, I guess I was that guy once upon a time, and then that's kind of evolved into what I do now. You commercialised it with real money. Yeah, we started paying pictures instead of words. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to ask you what your first tag was, but um, but how how prolific were you in uh, in your area before you decided to to make the jump from scratching you know eight letters into into a bus window, <laughs> and opposed to sort of becoming more political. Well, my, I'll tell you what my first tag was. Actually, I was 12 years old. And I come back from uh, school holidays and someone had just destroyed my school with uh, cope tags. There's a legendary graffiti writer from New York who writes cope, but it's not him, obviously. Yeah. So, so, so it's not pretending to be. So it's essentially <laughs> like writing Banksy everywhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, and just instantly I was attracted to it. I was like, that's dope. I don't know what it is. Had no idea what graffiti was, but just went home and started scribbling in my books. And then the next day started writing boat. 
Boat. All right. <laughs> Which everyone at school uh, used to tell me for bum, open, penis, enter. Because Wikipedia wasn't very cool back then. Yeah, right. So you, uh, you kind of took um, inspiration from the uh, New York graffiti artist who, in turn, the person yeah, who was pretending I guess to be that's, him. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a roundabout was, way of putting it. I was, uh, yeah, I was biting, I guess. So was that uh, you first started putting that around the school and then and then I guess that's not necessarily too illegal in the scheme of things well it is uh in a way it is criminal damage I suppose in the eyes of the law but when did you decide to make the transition from uh from from being a schoolyard vandal to being a uh a more fully fledged type of vandal <laughs> um I don't know Drew I'm trying to think back Back to then, you know, I was doing graffiti from then, from that moment when I was in year five or something like that. Um, you know, all through my kind of early mid twenties or whatever, yeah. through, through my teens. Um, and it was something I took ser- super seriously. It was the only thing I did. Like when my mates were out partying and going out at 2 a.m. in the morning or something like that, I'd be like sitting in a bush, looking at a security guard walk back and forth in front of a train waiting for, a, you know, a time to paint for 10 minutes or something like that. Um, those days are kind of behind me, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an all-consuming kind of hobby, and I guess art is the only thing that I've found that can really fill yeah. that thing. It's really addictive, and that's why people, you know, they get caught and they just keep painting again the second they get. Yeah, you know, yeah. Can you can you explain that psyche? Because <clears throat> for all the things that you should be worried about your teenage kid doing, for some reason, painting a lovely, colourful, uh, you know, series of words. I guess it is vandalism, but that is that is grouped up there with dealing drugs and and you know and 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 all kinds of shit that teenagers get up to. Uh, what do you think it is that makes people want to be so illegally artistic? It's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it and it's more about you know, or especially these days now that it's a lot harder. Um, it's a lot more about. I guess one a community you're part of a, a kind of underground I guess community and subculture um, and two it's a lot more about the planning and the organizing of painting you know you might spend three days organizing something and making sure it's all good to paint and then paint for 10 minutes so mm. yeah it's yeah it's something that I don't know there's something addictive about it it's hard to explain to people who aren't involved in it but anyone who's a graffiti writer will tell you that it's it's just a lot of fun, I guess. <laughs> so just going back, um, I'm assuming that you have sort of felt the cold, hard steel of a pair of handcuffs around your wrists uh, for your art. Um, if you can, what was your first arrest like? You know, how you had to go back and talk to your parents about being arrested and uh, how did that, like, did that spur you on or did that kind of make things seem a bit realer? Well, it's one of those things that I guess when you're really painting a lot of graffiti, you you're going to get busted eventually. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how organized or how careful you are. Luck's like always a factor and if your luck runs out eventually, especially, you know, imagine you're robbing servos. And yeah. You robbed four servos a week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long do you reckon that would last? That's a, that's a hell so of a habit. Like, yeah, 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 but it's, it's obviously not the same amount. At all. A lot of the time there is the same amount of investigation these days that goes into it, but... It's that kind of thing. So eventually you're going to get busted. Um, yep. I got busted a few times. I guess that's just part of the way it goes. Um, it just kills your mojo for a little bit and then you finish <laughs> court and you're back out there mm-hmm. kicking goals. <laughs> so there is, you've been around, you know, you've been, you, uh, uh, 
you people in your industry refer to it as a spraycation. You know, mm-hmm. when you go you go somewhere else, you go to another city, go suss it out, go <clears> meet <throat> go meet the scene there. You, I mean, you've been overseas. Have, have these uh, convictions prevented you from doing anything, or are they just the section ten or if lower? You have been convicted of any, of anything? Yeah, I don't think they. I think the thing with America, everyone's scared that you can't get into America if you have a criminal record. Yeah. Tick no. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends who have serious criminal records that just tick no and they go straight in. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah, okay. Tick no, you idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Well, um, but, you know... What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I don't know. They just you send know? you home. Fuck, whatever. Can you, <laughs> can you run us through how that would happen? Say you pulled up into... Oh, you've pulled up into Batuta. You want to get to know some of the locals... Um, you know, some of the local writers around here. The Great Wall of Batuta. How do you do that? Do you got online? Magazines? How, how, like in any city, you know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, if you pull uh, up there. Well, you know, you've got social media these days. So, mm. And like I said, you're part of a community. It's mm. a, it really is a global community. Yep. Um, you can go to any country in the world and, you know, you can find someone to take you out painting, to hang out with you, show you their city. And then in return, you know, you return the favor when they come here. I guess it's like anything. My dad was used to be into Scotty, Scottish country dancing. Your old man? Yes, he was a bit of a dog. But he used to always tell me that he was part of the Scottish country dancing community. Yeah. And whenever I'd travel, he'd try and link me up with his Scottish country dancing friends to let me stay on their Look after my boy. I'm, like, I'm right, but it's the same thing, you know. There's a shit community for everything. Don't worry, Dad. I'm staying with some guys in a in a, in a warehouse, and we're going to go do illegal graffiti yeah. overnight. So his like, backpack's yeah. very noisy. <laughs> So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, some some big names in that in that world before we, before we get into your actual commissioned and your actual uh, and a lot of your work isn't commissioned actually, but a lot, a lot of your murals and stuff. Well, before we get that, we'll, we'll just go into that scene a little bit more. Are there any big names? Is, is Australia on the map in this world? Yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. Australia is hugely on the map in terms of train painting. I think yeah. like a lot of the top guys in the world are from Australia. I don't know it's something about Australians because. We're so far away. When we travel somewhere, we yeah. especially Europe, places like that, we stay there for a long time and we juice the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's always been, I guess, traditionally difficult. So you go over there and you're just like, fucking yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you used to cut sick. So, yeah. And also, like, within the street art community and the mural community globally, a, a lot of the thing that people don't, I guess, realise is that I always get, oh, your mural looks awesome, but I hate those fucking taggers. But, you know, I was a fucking tagger. Mm. And yeah. so were, like, all the top kind of tier guys in street art and the guys whose work I like the most and the guys who most people's work they like the most, they all have this, share the same kind of background as me, but mm. they just don't really talk about it very much, I guess, because I've been discouraged to talk about it by kind of gallery-type people and art people. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's part of my story. So yeah. And it's it's really has been the most important thing in my life so if I wasn't talking about it I'd just be full of shit yeah 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 uh, are there any cities in Australia that stand out uh, yeah well Melbourne is yeah. a global graffiti city yeah it's on you know on the I guess similar to cities like Berlin and uh, I guess New York now to a lesser extent but yeah Buenos Aires is another one so the cops are more tolerant of um, of not really it's just got of, a really rich graffiti culture yeah. that's gone back a long way like Sydney's got a really rich culture as well so it's Brisbane but something about Melbourne, um, especially there, there's a lot more street stuff in Melbourne. A lot more alleyways. Yeah, a lot more yeah. alleyways. But they don't tend to clean Wayne it off lines. as hard, so it gets yeah. a chance to kind of blossom, I guess. Yeah. 
I remember briefly in the early 2000s, Queensland police had an actual graffiti enforcement. Like they had, they actually had a every unit. Every city has that. They got every every city had that. Yeah. yeah, there was it was hysterical in Brisbane for a while because there was uh, a particular uh, Josh Mars. No, uh, Soffels. Yeah, Soffel, yeah. A writer well, who's Josh now... Mars was the head of the unit that was chasing him. Oh, right. Oh, that was the cop chasing him. <laughs> yeah, he was you off, know the cop's he was, name. He was off the clock. <laughs> yeah. He was off the clock to run around in his pyjamas trying to catch people. Yeah, right. A legend. Because the, the, some of those guys... <laughs> some of those guys that came out of Brisbane... Uh, some of the... Some, you know, some of the first kind of street art guys that have made that transition in yeah. social media. Uh, Soffel's being one of them. Uh, so what, what happens there? Is there any... Do, do the do the graffiti artists ever get encouraged by cops or just to you know hey guys why are you running from us all night or you know do you ever get that, that encouragement to, to steer that into you know a career or not really but those kind of junctions I guess in your life I know for Soffles um, he was in the media when he got busted it was a bit of a big deal um, and that meant one he had a whole lot of legal fees he had to pay for and two he couldn't really paint for a bit so he used his energy going down that legal avenue during that period so that was his kind of junction that went that way. Um, I was li- actually living in Brisbane in a squat with uh, Soffles, Finted McGee, who's like another well-known street artist, and Guido Van Helton in Brisbane. Oh, Guido does the, he does the um, he does the silos, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he, he did that Brim. big one of the bush. Where was that? Brim, I think it was. In, yeah. in Victoria, wasn't it? No, no, yeah. he did one up in Western Queensland. He's done a few. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Canalpin, which is like on the border yeah. of South Australia. Right. Uh, Brim, a few others. But yeah, we were all living in like a, a squat thing in Brisbane, in Fortitude Valley for a year. And it was that, that was right after Soffles had got caught. Um, Finton was starting to go that direction as well. Because um, we were all painting trains together prior to that mm. in Brisbane. So we lived there for a year. And it just so happened that all at the same time, we just kind of started sending out energy towards the art stuff a bit more and, mm. and to the graffiti stuff a bit less. And it's been kind of cool because we've all kind of taken that journey together. And then we've all somehow, a bunch of graffiti retards living in a squad have become reasonably successful. <laughs> so hypothetically speaking, how how long would it take for you and a team of blokes to completely paint the size of a Q-Rail train? Uh, you give me four good men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere between three minutes and as long as you have, I guess. Yeah. So, so oh, just, yeah. Just, uh, just for the listeners, some of these names of these blokes that Scotty's talking about um, you know, in past tense that he might have lived with have funny names because a lot of the time you refer to these blokes by their actual tag. Oh. Yeah, well, the the funny thing with Finton yeah. is he's got an Irish background. He's right. got the most Irish name in the universe um, and everyone thinks it's a joke name, but it's actually his name. Okay. Guido Van Helton's Dutch and it's the same thing. It sounds like a joke made up street art name. <laughs> yeah. and it's his actual name. Yeah. <laughs> Soffles. Soffles is a, is a tag. I, I, I no, no, that's his... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so but back to that question, Errol just asked, what what kind of um, stuff you're working with? I've seen fire extinguishers get used. Uh, how does that? How, how do you get down? You just up there with Dulux paint cans, or what? In terms of graffiti, or yeah. In terms of yeah. you know um, the three minutes or five minutes you need to do a whole entire side of a council train. Or <laughs> either that, or you're on the iron lax. Or oh, just spray paint when you're doing the for the most part. Mm-hmm. Unless you're trying to do something a bit up high and out of the way, maybe use roller yeah. paint or a fire extinguisher or something. So fire extinguisher, you just jam. How does just that fill work? it with paint, and then you fill the PSI up, and you just <laughs> blast it. <laughs> That's a lot of paint. It's dangerous. You don't want to do it inside because occasionally they can kind of blow up and make a bit of a mess. Yeah, right. 
can total. I, I was once staying at a guy's house in Poland. And I totaled his apartment kitchen by accident. <laughs> 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 like, don't do it inside, please. I'm like, mate, it'll be fine. I've done this before. <laughs> I haven't stayed at his house again. Time to hit the road. <laughs> Thanks for having. Me. Give me a yell next time you're in Australia. I think one thing that we do need to cover is I think a lot of our listeners uh, and readers would know you from uh, from some of the more politically charged murals you've done down there in the harbour capital of Sydney. Um, most recently, the uh, Richard Di Natale um, on the back of some pub down there in County Newtown, yeah. um, which was painted over um, probably, arguably, your most controversial recent piece of uh, Cardinal George Pell and former Prime Minister Tony Abbott there um, in a bit of a erotic um, situ- uh, situation. Um, Reach around. Just, post um, Post Yeah, post plebiscite pete and that was actually it was uh it was scrubbed or buffed i think was the term that you yeah, used I think it copped at first i think within two hours of me actually finishing it it copped a bucket of white paint on mr pell's face which i thought right. was very funny and very topical <laughs> yep. um <laughs> thanks for coming um and then the next night, a group of blokes rocked up and basically staunched everyone at the pub and just rolled the whole thing black. Yeah. So that was, uh, for, the, for the listeners who, who might not uh, be familiar with this particular mural that Scotty did, it was just after the results of the plebiscite had come through where we'd, we'd found that... Yeah, so the plan... I, I planned... So, well, a little bit of backstory. So I, uh, I painted a mural of Tony Abbott marrying himself during the plebiscite in Redfern. Um, and I had a few different concepts that I wanted to paint. The second one after that was Tony on his hens night mm. um, in drag, which I thought was kind of funny, drinking pinots out of a penis straw. <laughs> hens party. <laughs> um, and so literally the night before I was painting it, um, you know, like uh, like God himself had come down and spoken to me and whispered in my ear, you know, what do they have at hens party, Scott? And I was like, male strippers. And then I just thought of adding Pell like last minute and he kind of got in there. Cardinal Pell. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, that one kind of evolved while I was painting it, I guess. So Pell got added. Um, the title was a suggestion from someone passing by, the happy ending. And then uh, just the way it was painted, um, the hand was going down the front. So I thought it was appropriate, you know, for Tony to be t- breaking the no touching rule. Yeah. And uh, put his hands down the front of his sluggos. Um, so that's the, that was the line, I think. So it was, it was, <laughs> it, it was the, the depiction of Tony Abbott. It was Tony Abbott's hand that was indeed down the front of Cardinal yeah. Pell's, the highest-ranking Catholic clergyman yeah, in Australia, yeah, getting a hand job his, on the yeah, hand of yeah, his hand on the cock of God. Uh, <laughs> exactly right on the shaft. And that, um, and we that are. a lot of yeah. a lot of heat behind <laughs> that um, in terms of. Um, that area's Catholic uh, Christian community, and, and like you said, painted over within hours. Yeah, I don't know if it was that area's community. A lot yeah. of the people in that community, Christians, had messaged me saying how they were kind of embarrassed about how it all went, and they wanted to. There was one church group that offered to help me repaint the mural, which right. was very nice of them. But it was a bit more devout. Yeah, I think a lot of it was the emotion behind what had happened. You know, um, so those groups that had taken a bit of an L in the plebiscite. We're not <laughs> super happy, and there's a lot of emotion around the event. And in Newtown, you know, it was yeah. kind of expressed with people just happy as fuck. Mm. Uh, but in some areas, not so much. Well, so- we did read uh, in 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 the newspaper that the pub did receive a bit of backlash for that uh, 
for that mural. Um, I was just wondering if you yourself received any as well. Yeah, yeah, um, I got a lot of death threats and hate mail. Um, I had quite a few people who were posing as clients wanting to buy works and come to my studio, which uh, after a bit more research ended up to be concreters slash motorbike enthusiasts <laughs> slash Christians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, well, that's an, easy, that's an interesting yeah. way in. Hello, I would like to buy yeah. one of your paintings. Yeah, I've got somewhere I want you to paint a mural. So do you think if, if if they came over, do you think they would be willing to break a few of their Ten Commandments to uh, to be right in the eyes of God? Maybe they wanted to read me a Bible passage. Or get me to change my ways. I guess we'll all die wondering then, won't we? Yeah. Machine gun preachers. Man, there was one bloke who actually came down while I was painting the... Tony Abbott marrying himself yeah. and read me Bible passages for a good half an hour telling me how I was going to hell and he was trying to save me. I've still got the Bible in my studio. He's <laughs> highlighted, he's you know, folded all the pages that I had yeah. to read as homework, <laughs> which is so, nice of him. So a lot of graffiti artists, while they come across <clears throat> and, and guys that venture into street art uh, come across as kind of, you know, ratty kind of hoodlums, yeah. there, there, there is an element of, uh, of politics to it all. Uh, is are you uh, you wouldn't be alone in that you know you can put up a you know in a matter of hours a, a political mural just to kind of capture what you think's happening in the in the in the climate uh, are many people doing that in Australia um, not a whole lot of people are doing political work in Australia um, I don't know why that is I do know for me um, you know when you're trying to make a career as an artist at some point you've got to try and make some money so you yeah. can pay your bills um, and I used to reach out to galleries and different artists and stuff like that to try and, you know, get advice or whatever. Um, and from the galleries, my feedback was generally, uh, don't associate yourself with graffiti. People don't like graffiti. Uh, don't paint political work. Uh, it doesn't sell. Don't paint murals. We don't sell murals. We sell paintings. Um, and essentially, you know, everything that I do now is the opposite of what they right. me. Everything that's been successful is the opposite. So... Um, maybe that's got something to do with it. Mm. People don't want to paint political work because they can't sell it or something. Yeah. Like, I, I generally don't really make any money out of the political work, but it's fun. Yeah. And if it's not fun, I couldn't be fucked, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I wanted to do something not fun, I would have kept working at a pizza joint. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you come in with your own, you know, and, and it is refreshing to hear, I, I guess, different takes. Well, that, that particular one you're talking about... Abbott marrying Abbott and an Abbott giving Pell a hand job is wildly offensive to some people. It's a refreshing kind of take coming from you know a, a different a different person, someone who's um, you know uh, probably it's a voice that people aren't usually hearing, which is just you know guys that kind of <clears throat> do panels and and do, do different <laughs> shit. It's yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not a political commentator. You're you're a street artist. So. Um, and and what's interest we find interesting is you you've got such different takes on different you know you've teed off on Pell and Abbott you've teed off on Shorten do you want to tell us a little bit about that one? Uh, yeah, that was about the the um, Batman by election by election um, and just his kind of back and forth on the Adani project and you know coming into Melbourne and saying oh I don't know about this. And then heading out up North Queensland saying, yeah, I'm all about it, you know. So it's trying to play it both ways, which is like some classic politics. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's what that was about, really. Yeah. There's another one I'd like to explore a bit. It's uh, also down there in, um, in, in the bohemian parts of 
Sydney down there is the is is, is the mural that got scrubbed of um of of George Michael, um, where he was arguably depicted as a saint, uh, despite being a latent homosexual. Um, he wasn't latent. <laughs> he was very openly homosexual. <laughs> the late homosexual. <laughs> yes, yeah. I guess that's a more apt way to describe it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that one got scrubbed too by by uh, some children of God. Yeah. So the 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 group behind scrubbing the Pell Abbott mural. Yep. Was a Facebook group called uh, Christian Lives Matter. And the guy who run that basically made a call to arms about that mural and people destroyed it. Uh, then he had obviously looked through my Instagram to try to find any other blasphemous material, um, which he deemed George, I mean, George Michael that. And so he made another call to arms, I guess, on his Facebook page and then people just started attacking it. You know, I think there was one, I think got attacked, what, four or five times and it had also been attacked during the plebiscite with eggs and, like, people writing homophobic stuff on it, but I'd been scrubbed off and been fixed, so no one really uh, paid too much attention to that. But it's really close to to where the other mural was, so they just kind of went there and then went down the road and messed that up. But it was... It, was, it, wasn't, know, a, it wasn't a political mural, it was a tribute to... It was the least uh, controversial yeah. mural I think I've ever It was painted. the... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> I've had a bunch of flowers, you know. It was about as spicy as American mustard, you could say, you know, so... <laughs> Well, it was, it was real sad because it had become like a shrine and like people would go there and leave candles and notes and gifts for George. The owners of the, the building who were actually friends with George, they would go out there and spend time with him and it had really become like a bit of a shrine for people to kind of celebrate his life and, and remember him. Um, and it had nothing to do with religion. You know, that the image of someone as a saint with a gold halo around their head has been reappropriated like 10,000 times. I think I saw Snoop Dogg as... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People dealt with football all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, so the, the claim was that it was uh, the Sacred Heart, that image of Jesus with his hands up mm. or whatever, um, which it wasn't actually. It was from... You know, I always research a bit into these murals. So yeah. in terms of saints, there's like 150 of them. There's saints of prostitutes, there's saints of beer, there's saints of everything. Um and so are there he any of the, uh he was, the idea was him as the patron saint of the gays mm. um and so when i asked the guys who are friends with him you know what should he be holding in his hands because you should have something from their patronage they were like ammo in a joint which i was like that's fucking hilarious <laughs> 100% on that. um yeah but they didn't like it so they painted it black i guess that's the beautiful thing about you know art in a public space as yeah. opposed to a gallery if you don't like it, you can just throw shit at it. <laughs> is there a patron uh, sort of saying of uh, graffiti artists? There isn't. Maybe I, no. I should make one. I guess it would be someone like Scene. Scene but, or Bobby. Banksy. <laughs> Actually, who is... It wouldn't be Banksy. No. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the thoughts on Banksy? I mean, he's he has made a lot of money through pretty much yeah. coming from similar uh, beginnings as you and a lot of your mates. What's... um. Does it, does anyone know what's going on there? Like he is actually in the eyes of the media still very much anonymous. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know too much about him to be honest with mm. you. Like I like his work. Graffiti writers get there's this kind of I guess it's I, I compare it to skiers versus snowboarders. Yeah. Yeah. It's like graffiti artists versus street artists. You know, yeah. they're both pretty much the same thing, but for some reason they just want to butt heads all the time. Yeah. Uh, so they're just competing over I guess the same space or something. So 
he gets a lot of hate from that kind of community, but whatever. He's doing cool stuff. People, you know, can relate to it. They like it. They get enjoyment out of it. Enjoy it. Now, Palaszczuk, where did the where did the drive? I mean, and that's where we first kind of um, came in contact with you when you you jumped um, on an article we'd written, which was about Palaszczuk. Um, and the reef, and the reef. Uh, so we've done an article saying, Anastasia, yeah, Anastasia Palaszczuk has uh, has said that she'll sort out the bleaching of the reef once she sorts out the graffiti in the city, which then made a great mural for you. And like you said, you had to write the entire article. Did a yeah. bit of sub editing for us as well. Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> across uh, you know what three stories in, in Fortitude Valley it in was Brisbane. A massive walls, maybe the biggest wall I think of. Ever painted? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 that was um, it, it was over the top of a lister, and um, and I, I don't know about you, but we did receive a lot of um, a lot of letters and a lot of emails and some phone calls uh, <coughs> regarding the vandalism um, of of that of that list of that lister piece. I was just wondering if you ever got um, any words uh, hurled at you from through that uh, chain link fence there. I think on a few people mentioned it, but. Um the list of piece was already kind of had graffiti stuff all over it, but I, I called him before and just said, "Hey, mate, heads up! I want to paint this mural over this spot. It's a spot that has a high turnaround. Like I think he yeah. paints it pretty regular, a few times a year or something like that." Well, now there's a. It was just like, "Yeah, man, go for it. Good luck." And that was the end of that. You know. So yeah. you guys do that? You do contact each other and say, "Hey, I think your thing's looking a bit weary now. I'm gonna." I'm yeah, gonna... I'd like to paint over it. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for a space, and then you know, if there's like, cool, go for it. Go for it. I guess. Um, and and so so with that mural, Palaszczuk, where, where where did your beef with her begin? Well, it started with the Adani project. So when I was younger, I was lucky enough to do a few trips to the Barrier Reef with some family friends, and we'll go snorkeling and do some spear fishing and other stuff around there. And man, it is the most beautiful place I've ever seen, and I've been lucky enough to travel a lot. Um, and you know really once finding out what's going on with the adani project and the environmental stuff around it and the coral bleaching um you know i was just fired up so i was painting a lot of murals about that um project i've painted quite a few now i think like four or five or something like that yeah um and i probably keep painting them as it keeps going i guess it's kind of gone quiet now for a little bit um but they they seem to think that it's still, <laughs> still going to go ahead <laughs> yeah yeah so you had Palis you had one mural which was Palaszczuk holding a gun to Nemo's head from finding Nemo. Yeah. yeah. Very emotive uh, artwork yeah. that one in the middle of Brisbane. <laughs> I actually had a, I had a few like parents with their young kids walk past and the kids are like she's shooting Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd, so I'd imagine the coppers were down there pretty uh No, that pretty one quick actually smile wasn't on that really one. painted with permission. Oh right. <laughs> I just right, kind of right. did it. Um it was on the side of the Greens building, but that just gave yeah, me yeah, more yeah. context, I think. Yeah. And it was actually directly opposite the cop shop. Yeah, right. And I realized halfway through the time I was paying, I was like, why is there so many fucking cops behind me all the time? And I realized there was a cop shop behind me. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a good recon by you. Yeah. But if you've got was... a bunch of ladders and buckets of paint and shit, you look like you've got permission. To yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and did you get any actual buy, like blowback, uh, apart from the cops uh, on those murals you've done um, throughout Queensland? Did you get any bites from the, the top, straight, you know, from the Queensland I, government? I think she she did comment on it in one article. I think she said something like, I've got too much time on my hands or something like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got all the time in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Nolsey. Ah, uh, Nolsey. Uh, yeah, so I just gave Cronulla the big Nolsey. You know, Nambour has the big pineapple, Ballina has the big prawn, and now Cronulla has the big Nolsey. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the classic pose of him um, uh, pulling uh, his shirt to the side and pointing to the Southern Cross tattoo over his heart. Yeah. Shannon Noel. Uh, yes, yeah. That's why I thought it was appropriate. I don't know. I found I found his face somehow. I ended up on Shannon Noel's Facebook, and the comments on his images were just too fucking funny. I was laughing for ages. I was like, I gotta paint Nolsey. Paint Nolsey in the Shire. And then, yeah, that was the image that I kind of stuck with. It was good. He, he kind of went down and got a selfie in front of it. He was a real good sport about it. Seems like a bit of a champion. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's good fun. Now, we've got to ask, for uh, you street artists, former former graffiti artists, is there ever a time when uh, you blokes, when you might be overseas, might not be in Australia doing these things, where you just, like, therapeutically need to go out back to where it all began? Yeah, it's good for the soul. Yep. Graffiti is good for the soul. That's yep. what I say to you know a lot of my friends. The cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give me a break, guys. It's good for the soul. But, uh, yeah, I'm not doing too much of it these days. But um, yeah, it would be nice to you know put the fingers on a few spray cans every now and then. Mm-hmm. But you know now I'm, I'm just so busy as well. I don't really have the time to do it. The art stuff's really taking up a lot of my time, and I've, I'm not a good multitasker. Yeah. At all. So. I can only do one thing at a time, really. Like, if I've got one mural job on, I just cancel everything else that's going yeah. on and just I have to hone in, otherwise I can't do it. Yeah, right. And do you, with that underground scene, would you ever meet someone who, you know, might be hiding in plain sight, someone wearing a suit saying, you know, um, I know your work, you know, people people that are familiar with graffiti, even though, like, someone who's been a part of that community? Do you, do you run into people like that around the place? Yeah, yeah, I think within that community, a yeah. lot of the people kind of recognise who my past, they kind of know what's going on. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, they enjoy it, and I don't know. It's been, it's been cool, I guess, for me, because graffiti's been such a big part of my life, and the work that I make in the studio, a lot of it's about, I guess, graffiti and my time graffiti. The tools that I use, I learnt doing graffiti. So I owe it, I, th- I feel like, a, a kind of bit of a debt of gratitude and that's why I kind of try to, I guess, change people's ideas about, you know, oh, fucking taggers. But you, what people have to understand that come up to me and say, I hate tags, but I love murals, is the tags like the seed or whatever and the murals, the big tree with all the flowers on it and yeah. every part of that evolution is important because if you know i started with the tag and now i'm doing those mules that you like so much so, so just writing letters is how it all begins writing a certain word that you kind of go by yeah well it's like if if everyone who you know drew stupid pictures on their notepad at home started drawing those stupid pictures all over other people's property <laughs> you'd fucking hate drawing <laughs> you're drawing stupid those drawing pricks yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's the same thing when you've got a bunch of young kids, uh, you know, doing graffiti and writing their names or their tags or, or stuff all over the place where you can see it and they're probably not very good at it, especially in the early days. And a lot of the guys that are really, really prolific, um, are obviously, are obvious, usually quite young and like full of beans and they're out there just writing on everything. So that's where you see the most. And that's where people, I guess, get the shits with it. But in terms of yeah. tags, you know, it's just typography. There's a lot of artists who just do tags who are very successful that sell their work for, you know, 
tens of thousands of dollars around the world. Yeah. And it looks awesome, but it's because they're doing, I guess, good tags. Yeah. Well, with that, um, Scotty, do you have any advice for any young kids that are in school and considering breaking into yeah. a train yard overnight <laughs> with a couple cans of iron lac and, and putting up panels? What would your advice be to the young kids? Uh... You know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell anyone to not do graffiti mm-hmm. because I did it and I, I like it, I guess. And it's fucking fun. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's fucking fun, mate. But no, nah, I'm not. But I'm also not going to tell them to do it, you know. Just yeah. be, I guess be safe and be careful. It's the main thing, especially if you're running around near trains and on the rail corridor, really you have to pay attention mm-hmm. and keep your wits about you because you can get hit by a train and you yeah. fucking die. So, so you, you probably sh- shouldn't have your headphones in. Yeah, definitely don't have your headphones in and just don't be drunk and don't be like chatting with your mates and talking shit and being a bit of a goose. Yep. Take it seriously because mm-hmm. um, that's where you're getting in trouble. And never talk to cops. Yeah, never talk to never talk to cops, mate. <laughs> never talk to cops. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> no. As soon as those handcuffs are on your wrists, don't say another word. Don't sing, mate. Until you've got a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see my lawyer. I want no. to see my lawyer for this. No, because these cops, you know... They Trespassing offence. These cops, they will they will pretend to be your mate. They'll just say, oh, mate, you know, oh... They will, bro. They we catch you all, all the time banter. and they fucking go on about all, 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 oh, all the shit like... with the cops... What type of spray paint do you love? Oh, I love that type of spray paint. Do you love that? Yeah. Turn the chair around backwards. Yeah. <laughs> the worst mate, chat I've ever heard in my life. I think I saw your tag up on the north side. It's like, no, you didn't come. <laughs> well, Righto, thanks, Scotty, mate. Just we'll finish, the top we'll of the finish with a quote from um, Simon and Garfunkel, which actually I feel like endorses uh, graffiti artists for the kids. I think Scotty won't officially do it. Um, and the words of the prophet were written on the subway walls. Is that... Yeah, that, that's kind of what inspired a lot of you kids was the music of Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks uh, for joining and, us, buddy. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks. And on the way out, if you could uh, try not to s- scratch your tag into any windows or... Uh... <laughs> I've already fucked up your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, I'll, uh... Looks like an Aussie hip-hop gig in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> And that was Scotty Marsh coming up to the top of the hour. We've run out of time once again. Stay tuned for the news bulletin with Bruce Hitchcock, followed by Hello Sport with Tom and Ed. Uh, Until next week, my name is Errol Parker, and thank you for being with us. I'm Clancy Overall. You be kind to each other. Right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details.